through Hardin, Colorado, not to be confused with Hardon, Colorado, which is located in my pants. Um, Hardin is <laughs> about 13 miles east of Greeley, and uh, so residents have reported a large man dressed in a black cape who rumbles, quote, through t- town from time to time. They've blamed him for killing farm animals window peeping, and escaping sheriff's deputies by leaping seven-foot fences. Some residents uh, believe he still wanders the town, uh, especially on Halloween, but sheriff's deputies are skeptical. Now, that seems a little weird, right, that the sheriff's deputies are skeptical, because I'm like, well, maybe you're skeptical because this phantom has humiliated you by escaping your deputies, huh? Seems possible, right? Um, I'm trying to use a map here that doesn't seem to know where I'm going, but that's fine. Okay, I'm about to be in Hardin. I guess I drove past Hardin, and uh, now I'm driving back through Hardin. I don't know. This is a little weird. There's not, uh, when I say there's not much, and also when it was like the Phantom stalks the streets of Hardin, I'm like, the streets, you say. Because I don't know if I'm seeing the streets happening so much here. This is a, like, uh, you know, semi-paved road. You know, where they take, like, oil, I think, and put it with some stone and stuff. And that's how the road works. But uh, I don't know if I'd call this the streets of Hardin. I guess this is of Hardin, the streets. Some bored-looking horses. Don't horses just always look bored? Do you think they're bored? Anyway, I'm looking for the phantom. Let's stay focused. Let's not have a repeat of the witch episode where it was like, Hey, here's a history of, of me from the podcast that you're listening to. If there's anything that people wanted to listen to more than the actual podcast, it's a podcast recapping its own podcastness. Podcastness. Um, so far, no phantom. I like the variety of of crimes. It's kind of funny because, like, uh, you know, I don't know, killing a farm animal is like kind of awful and kind of like, well, I guess it just sort of sped up where they were headed. But you know, um, but like killing a farm animal versus peeping. Those seem like very different crimes. Also, so this is like an incredibly rural area, you know? Okay, I'll tell you when I'm passing House A. Here's House A. And then I will tell you when we're going past House B. And we're going 35 miles an hour. Uh, House B is coming up here. We're not there yet. Not yet. Not yet. All right, there's house B. So uh, uh, here's house C. Nah, we don't need to do that again, right? Or I can just talk in between and then be like, okay, we're going 45 now, and here is house C now. 
So it would be a little, this would be, if you were a peeping Tom, that's unfortunate for people named Tom, I suppose. How come it can't be a peeping uh, Steve or something? God made peeping Toms, not peeping Adams and Steves. But, uh, yeah, it's a, this, if you're a peeping person, this is not a very population-dense area. I wonder if, like, internet pornography has reduced the uh, incidence of peeping. I guess peeping is probably not exclusively about just seeing people naked, right? It's probably more about the act. But uh, nevertheless, I would think at least some of the people were probably just like, look, I just want to see a naked lady. And uh, it's 1940, and there's really no way for me to see a naked lady except to see one. So I'm going to look through this window. They're climbing in your windows. But now that seems like an unnecessary thing to do. But what do I know? I don't know much from crime. I don't even know the motivation of the crime of peeping, let alone what would uh, convince someone to, like, you know, hey, you know what? This is no longer necessary. As necessary as it ever was, it's not that necessary now. So that's something. Um, I still haven't actually seen a person. There's probably someone driving this combine, but uh, I guess if I took a closer look, maybe I could see, and then I'd be like, oh my god, there's no one driving this combine! <laughs> Seems kind of unlikely, though. I'm, I'm betting there's someone behind the wheel of that combine. It's a, it's one of the weird things about ghosts and stuff, is it seems like, uh, this is like Old Man Pete coming out. It just seems like, you know, there's fewer mystery, mysterious things in the world. Because it's like someone will say, oh, I saw a ghost driving a, a combine. And you're like, did you? Did you, though? I don't think you really did. I don't think anyone's seen a ghost driving a combine. Give me a break. Well, I think I'm thoroughly outside of Harden. I don't know where I'm going right now. I know that I'm generally headed west, which is good, because that's where I'm trying to go. But uh, I'm going to say another no on the Harden Phantom. You know, early on in this, uh, this pot of ween, I was like, this will be fun, do these like creepy things or whatever. And so far, it hasn't been super creepy. And I'm a little concerned. And I'm starting to wonder, like, maybe I need to tell people, don't do this in your home, your hometown or your, you know, wherever you live. Uh, don't do this, because if you do, you're just going to take all the mystery out of life. You know, for all I knew, there was this hardened phantom out here that was uh, coming out to do stuff to you. I guess climbing in your windows, peeping your people up. But uh, now I'm like, nah, there is no hardened phantom. There doesn't seem to be a Keensburg witch. Uh, circus ghosts don't seem to be happening. This is a little early in the pot of ween for me to already be like, ugh, there's no magic in the world. But, uh, you know, it did make me think about, you know, uh, Poonmaster Flex had some health stuff last year that was pretty serious. And I remember thinking, like, what am I going to do if she's gone? 
And I remember I had decided that what I would do is I would just go ahead and try every sort of, like, occult uh, afterlife, speak to the afterlife, contact the afterlife, speak to a demon. Everything along that line, I would just try. Because I would figure, like, why not? Maybe I'll find... Maybe I'll find there is something, and then go from there. And maybe I'll find there's nothing, but uh, why not just try everything? Right? And I was like, you could really... I don't know if anyone's ever done this as, like, a really uh, well-managed project of, like, let's take all the things. Let's First, got to do the research, figure out all the ways that people contact the dead or have had a near-death experience or all, you know, anything like that to give me any kind of sign that there's something else and that she's in some other place now. Um, and maybe I'll see her again. So I was like, maybe there's a way to do that. And I did wonder, like, maybe, has anyone gone through and they're like, all right, I'm going to start with the easiest shit, like the Ouija board, and then I'm going to try this, and, you know, I'll try this, you know, candle thing, and your Bloody Marys and all that, and it's like, well, let's try, let's just go from easiest to hardest. And then eventually, um, well, here's when it got dark. I was like, eventually what happens is you reach the end of, I, the analogy I would make is it's a long hallway, right, of options. And eventually you reach the end of that hallway, and at the end of that hallway is, you know, you've tried all the doors in the hallway. It's like a long hotel, right? And then you reach the end of that hallway, and you've tried all the doors, and there are two doors left. Door A is occulty stuff that involves probably hurting or, like, killing other people, right? Door B is the door that uh, is probably killing yourself and finding out. And so then when you reach that door, that's a real decision point. That's when shit gets super real. Because you're like, well, here are my choices. I could kill myself to find out. And then I definitely will find out whether or not there is something. Or I could uh, probably like, you know, I don't know. You probably have to like kill a virgin in the harvest moon or some shit. And you could do that. I don't know that I would have that in me. But I would feel like if I could, if I, if I can access a very cold and calculating version of myself, the goal of the project was to explore all the possibilities and to exhaust any and all possibilities that there was an afterlife. So if I left door A of hurting other people closed, um, I wouldn't necessarily complete my goal the other thing is door b uh my death door is one that i will go through eventually regardless of whether or not i go through door a first right eventually everyone goes through door b so if i did take door a i would eventually also take door b now maybe i would take it before i planned because in the course of doing horrible things to people obviously you know the chances of me getting caught or, like, getting killed by someone else or whatever seem entirely plausible. Not to mention that, like, well, hey, it's like everything 
that normally could kill a person in life is still part of my life and, you know, worse. So that could happen. Um, I could also just die as I normally would have, even if I take path A. And so I would go through door B eventually. Or maybe going down through door A would sort of make me eventually decide, like, you know what, I am going to just uh, pull the ejector seat and go through door B. Like, JK, I think I've... I think I've reached my limit of door A, and I'm back to door B again. Uh, but I don't, I don't think I'm capable of that. That doesn't seem very likely. I don't know. I think the only... The, the thing that is weird about it is I imagine it, and then I imagine, like, well, if you've been doing this project, and it would probably take, like, several years to try all these things, and, you know, you'd have to go to, like, these different locations, and you'd probably have to go all over the world to explore possible connections to an afterlife. So by the time you did all that, are you, like, are you either so invested in it still that you're, like, I would just keep moving forward with it, or are you so, like, uh, are you so convinced at that point that you're like, you know, I've just done all these things. I've seen nothing. I've experienced nothing. I felt nothing. I just don't think that uh, this is going to work. And so I'm, it's not worth it to me to hurt somebody else to, to finish this explanation. So that's kind of the dark place I went to. Pretty fun, huh? Um, yeah, pretty horrifying. It's, it was like what I thought of in the abstract and then it sort of as Poonmaster Flex was okay, it turned into like, maybe I should write a story about this. And then it was like real dark and I wasn't too sure about it, but I'm still thinking about it because maybe that's the way to sort of get rid of the idea. I don't know, guys a tough call but anyway that's uh i guess this is almost like a, a continuation of that mixed with some local history mixed with uh me driving around and recording myself <laughs> um oh that was a dead fox for sure that's unfortunate um so there you have it so we didn't find the phantom but i guess that i brought up a dark weird idea, so that's something, right? Okay, well, we'll see you next time.